DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by Rondo Felberg, former BYU Athletic Director. He joins us right now on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain's state-of-the-art smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit smartrain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial properties, water costs, or you can call 877-346-3333. Rondo, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm curious, Rondo, with all the news coming out of BYU and with what they must be paying Kalani and they must be paying all the assistants with the money that they've sunk into facilities and the recruiting budget and analysts and on down the line, if you rolled all those numbers into a ball and then could go into a room and in his old office tell Lavelle Edwards what BYU is spending on football now, what would the reaction be? Oh, they, they wouldn't believe it. I mean, in fact, it would be it would be the kind of thing where they I would lose all my credibility with Lavelle because he just would not believe it. <laughs> um, I mean, when you go back, uh, this is not that long ago for some folks. For the younger folks, yeah, it probably is two generations ago. But um, there used to be a, a rule. I don't know who established the rule that nobody could be paid more than the president of the university. So that first national championship that when Lavelle won it in 1984, Cougar Club got together and gifted him a brand new Cadillac Seville with a big bow on top. (laughs) A week later, poor Lavelle had to give it back because the value of that development, he would be making more than the president of the university. And he had to give it back. That's how things have changed here. I remember when Miami university of Miami came to Lavelle, he gave me a call. I said, yeah, can you come talk for a minute? Rondo? Uh, sure. So I came up and he said, I need you to look at this. And I look at it, and of course, Miami, this is at a time when, I mean, well-paid coaches are making 150, maybe 200 grand um, in the big programs. That's kind of where it was at the time. Miami is offering Lavelle, University of Miami is offering Lavelle a package north of a million dollars. It's unbelievable. And he said, I said, well, Lavelle, if you're asking me, should you take it? Uh, only you can answer that. You break my heart, but quite frankly, you need to think your family. He said, oh, no, Rondo, I'm never going to touch that. I just want you to know, are they stealing this money? Where's this <laughs> money coming from? How are they doing this? <laughs> yeah, times certainly have changed. We recently had uh, the passing of one of the great BYU boosters of all time, beloved Cy Kimball. Cy came to me, and he wasn't the only one, but Cy was one of the more consistent ones and said, Rondo, you do what you have to do, and I just want you to know we'll take care of it. There's not a number that will scare us. You take care of it. And and he was very consistent over the years. BYU has had wonderful, wonderful friends and donors who would be much more generous than they've been allowed to be. Yeah, that's for sure. That's the fact right there, yeah, Then they're allowed to be. I get that all the time, Rondo. Can't this guy, that guy, and we know some of the names, particularly here, what's happened in the last year plus. Oh, like yeah. Saying, I mean, it's not them. It's people above them. There's, there's, there's just no question. Uh, 
this Big 12 thing is, is going to be a game changer for us because it will change the entire landscape of our giving and of Cougar Club. But I'm, I have no concerns for us at all. What my concerns are is how we'll manage it within the context of the culture that we have around us. Go into a little more depth on that. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I probably would have to have a couple of interviews before I went into too much depth. <laughs> <with> that. <laughs> okay, that's but providing some depth right there. Let me, let me just say that we've, we've got lots of young guns on silicone slopes who just can't wait <laughs> to show off their moxie. And they would be, um, the, the competition of it would be something they would relish. Mm. Um, that, that is not going to be a problem. And then you've got a number of the, uh, should we say, more seasoned, even gray-haired guns who've been frustrated over the years uh, that they weren't able to do more. Um, and 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 that they felt that there were some limitations. Now, let me just say, BYU and the church will always take their money. That's not a problem. It's just that they want to be able to have some voice in directing where that money goes, and that's where we're very different than most of the other uh, folks around, because we have... Um, uh, we have very clear guidelines. Some might call them rules, uh, but I'd, I'd prefer to call them guidelines with respect uh, to giving. And w- your job is to talk it over with your wife, your family, the, the people who matter to you, and then decide what the proper gift is. Make the gift, and that's the last say or influence you have on that money. Um, that's the way it happens here. That's not the way it happens in a lot of places. So what you're saying is you can't designate where the money's going. No. Now, there's, there, there are some notable exceptions. Um, uh, we have um, uh, the Miller family. Built the ballparks. Uh, yeah, and, and that was actually um, Cy Kimball and Larry Miller. And and Cy, this is this is a tribute to to the Kimball family because Cy said that he was more than happy to have the Miller name go on that ballpark uh, rather than his name. But he had already uh, he he'd put seven figures there and just left it um, so that uh, whenever the time came, yeah, um, it would be. Uh, a done deal. And Larry just said, finish it off and just tell me what the number is. Yeah. Larry and Gail were wonderful with that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about the influence of Tom Homo and how much credit or recognition or whatever you want to say he deserves in getting all this stuff done, all the stuff that he's been able to do over the last decade and a half. Oh, it is not possible to overstate what he has done. Um, What you need at BYU 
And what is unique about Tom is you need somebody who doesn't need the spotlight and quite happy not to have the spotlight. That's the perfect personality. That's Tom. But is the sort of the steady hand, the, 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 the sort of guy who's willing to stay in the background and yet has extraordinary relationships connections everywhere both laterally and vertically he has the connections he's so respected by his peers across the nation um everybody likes tom homo it's very very hard to find anybody in sport that you cannot find somebody very quickly who's willing to criticize them or trash them and Tom is one of the very few exceptions. You can't find anybody critical of Tom Homo. In fact, the criticism that gets leveled at Tom is that nobody's that nice. Nobody's that calm. Nobody's that stable. Uh, it's it's got to be a game. It can't be real. That's the criticism. Uh, Tom has been marvelous. You know the, the 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 story of Tom, don't you? Of how he got here? Yeah, because I was going to ask you about that. That you know, a lot of times ads are just old football coaches, the good old boy network. But I believe you had told me years ago that Tom had targeted uh, way back when the desire to oh, be yeah. in an athletic administration. Well, not just athletic administration. Um, I thought I was going to be the AD who was going to ultimately replace Lavelle. And so in usual Rondo fashion, I prepared a, a, a short list. And then I quietly went and visited every single one of those coaches that were on. I whittled it down uh, to about a dozen, and then I narrowed that down to four or five Um and I went and visited every one of them, watched them coaching practices, watched them in games, stayed in their homes, literally stayed in their homes uh, so that I knew what we were going to have or potentially have. And I stayed in Tom and Lori's home. Well, he was at that time the defensive backs coach for the 49ers. And uh, I stayed a weekend with him, uh, watched him in Saturday practice, went to church with him, did the whole deal, and then was on the sidelines with him for their Monday night game. And uh, I was so impressed with with um, both his de- demeanor and his, I mean, he was, the guy, the guy looks like he's very calm and like he's almost passive. But oh my goodness, when it comes to football, and when it comes to coaching, I mean, he was intense and focused. I was, I was so surprised and so impressed. So anyway, uh, I, I tell him, okay, Tom, you know, uh, you know, is this something that you're interested in, something you want? And he goes, oh, Rondo. He said, I don't want Lavelle's job. You don't? He said, no. I mean, he was just as deadpan and sober as he, no, I don't want Lavelle's job. Really? No, I want your job. <laughs> What? He says, yeah. He says, that's what I want. I want your job. And so he and I agreed right there that if we hired him to replace Lavelle, I would give him a five-year deal. And at the end of that five years, he had the absolute right at his choice. If he was, if he was our coach for five years, he had the absolute right to come onto my staff 
as senior associate athletic director, the number two guy. Now, that meant I had to have Pete Whitback and Val Hale both agree to that, which they did, um, in order to get Tom. And so that was a done deal. So Tom had already planned, if if we hired him to replace Lavelle, um, uh, to come into administration. So, yeah, he... He's right where he wanted to be. Right. And that's another reason, I think, for his longevity. I mean, he, he's in the job he wanted. He's in, this, this was his ultimate destination. Former BYU Athletic Director Rondo Felberg joined us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. You famously lived in Houston and uh, parked on a bridge somewhere to uh, pick up games on the radio <laughs> pre-internet. And so I want to draw on that Texas experience. Because Oklahoma and Texas have been the big dogs and driven the league. You know, lately everybody's been trying to keep up with Lincoln Riley and Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma's going to the SEC and Lincoln Riley's gone to USC. And Oklahoma and Texas are going to be out. Oklahoma State uh, had a booster, T. Boone Pickens, who underwrote uh, just a I mean, they made tremendous advances on his checkbook at Oklahoma State. The the stadium's probably the biggest thing, but it's not the only thing. But he passed away a couple years ago. I expect this league is going to be competitive and driven, but who do you think drives the league? As much as everything's exploded in the last five or ten years, how much does it explode in another five or ten? Because BYU's made big strides here. They had a big press conference to say, hey, we're going to keep up. We're going to be competitive. We're investing across the board. we got our eyes on the prize. And Tom said, if we need to adapt, we'll adapt. Who drives it? How much does this change and accelerate in the five or ten years going forward? Oh, I think the influence of that um, Southwest, that old Southwest Coast Triangle or Southwest Conference Triangle will continue. That's really where it is. So we're talking Texas Tech, and um, uh, I, I think the University of Houston will now Baylor. have a chance for their own renaissance. Baylor, uh, all, all of those schools who have chafed mightily uh, under the huge shadow cast by OU and, and, and Texas. In, in Texas, that's a really big deal. And, and it's not a bad thing to have them be in, in different conferences. Uh, I, you know, I think, I think people kind of know what the SEC has become. It's sort of morphed into its own pro league. And and I think people, there are some people for whom that is just exactly what they wanted. There are others for whom that's just a little bit offensive. And, and I think that if Houston and Tech and Baylor and Oklahoma State play it right uh, down there, they will earn back some of the fans and some of the loyalty that traditionally had gone to Texas and OU. Um, that's what I'm watching for. Would you say, Rondo, that BYU, not not the athletic department, and maybe not even the administration currently on campus, but those above them had to look at things a little differently to get to this point where BYU can make that unprecedented contract announcement and commitment to the athletic program and the football program in particular? Um. 
Well, we're talking about different measures. Um, BYU had an extraordinary year in 1984. Um, All of your fans and listeners can go take a look at uh, convert baptism statistics in North America in 1985. Uh, We had an extraordinary year in 1996. Um, Go check the convert baptism statistics in 1997. The brethren get it. They understand (laughs) the the more positive visibility that BYU has, the easier it is when missionaries knock on doors for them to be able to go in and be invited in, and then they do their thing. After that, it doesn't matter once they're through the door because they are such extraordinary ambassadors for goodness and for the church. But we have to get through the doors. And the brethren have seen the the numbers, uh, and they know what it takes. How long do you think it'll take to win a uh, Big 12 Conference title? Because the Utes have done it in 11 years, and you know the rivalry and Four all things. Four months. <laughs> See? That would be great. Make Way a big splash. Go, <laughs> Cannonball no, into think... the deep end of the Big 12 pool. I don't think there's any question that we are probably more ready competitively than Utah was when they came into the Pac-12. I mean, I, I was visiting with Kyle the other night. And 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 t- talking about those kinds of things, uh, the the fact is that that it does take time to upgrade your your talent pool, your facilities, your you know your j- just the way you think about yourselves and the way you carry yourself and therefore are able to compete. It does take time, but BYU has managed to go quite a distance in that direction all by itself. So I don't expect it to take as long. How long do, is it going to take? Um, if Jacob Conover morphs into <laughs> Zach Wilson, like everybody thinks he might, and if the other two guys push him as as – uh, as, as good as Romney pushed Zach and on and on, and Jaron Hall pushed Zach. If, if, if we have that kind of dynamic, um, it'll happen pretty soon. We'll leave it right there, Rondo. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll all watch this transition. We're looking forward to it. All right, gentlemen. Have a Merry Christmas.